It was on the screen. I just want to get rid of it so I can oh, okay. see y'all's beautiful faces. So. And mine, of course. No, yes. most importantly. And Modoc. Yep. Got a Modoc. Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. Hi, I'm George Luna. I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Franklin Cooper. <laughs> and we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. Uh, what was that funny? That was my actual name. What the I'm, glad, I'm glad Franklin your Cooper could Franklin? join us. Yeah. Frank, is, is your full name Franklin? Yeah. Really? I learned something new today. So the Watchers are learning stuff today, so that's cool. The more you know. Ding. Yeah, the <laughs> bling, ding, ding. You'll... <laughs> The old NBC thing. Yeah. I used to love oh, that. Man. Welcome to the show. We're about 10 days or so away from the start of Loki. We're all excited for that. But I was thinking, you know, like in this between now and the start of Loki, I was I was thinking that maybe we should uh you know look at the non-MCU Marvel movies because the MCU is going to continue with Loki and I don't even know what the stop point is after once Loki starts, you're gonna have Black Widow, you're gonna have what if the animated series, you're gonna have you know, obviously Eternals, and you're going to have Spider-Man Far From Home, Shang-Chi. This is like the last kind of break we have for a while. So I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about the non-MCU uh, Marvel stuff. What are you, what, like, when I say non-MCU Marvel, what's like the first thing y'all think of? Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Brittany, what about you? <laughs> uh, I do think of X-Men. Which is like Deadpool adjacent. And the thing is with what we're going to talk about today, you know, there's a chance that all of this stuff could be in the MCU at some point. I mean, I, I don't think all of it, but I think that some of it yeah. thought it was interesting. I was doing a little bit of research. We all know how successful the MCU is, but I just want to kind of break it down for you. The MCU has had 23 films since it started in 2008. Those 23 films have grossed $22.5 billion. Like ah. that's almost a billion dollars per movie. The most successful movie studio. I think that's astonishing. I was looking at the the non uh, MCU Marvel movies, and there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of non Marvel movie, uh, non uh, I keep saying that non MCU Marvel films. The problem is there's so many, and some of the connections to Marvel are so loose. It's hard to find out what the definitive number is because you have there's a lot of TV movies that some people count. Like there were several Hulk. TV movies and there was a Captain America TV movie in the 70s and a Spider-Man one and I'm not going to count that stuff okay I'm only going to count Marvel superhero films or like films that were either in the theater or were supposed to be in the theater we're taking away Men in Black which I didn't even know was a Marvel property until a few weeks ago but I'm not counting Men in Black I'm not counting Howard the Duck all that stuff's going out the window what about Blade I'm counting Blade because Blade's okay. going to be in the MCU so yeah uh, yes. and Blade's a superhero that was on my list. By my count, there's been 36 non-MCU Marvel movies. You know? like 10. <laughs> no, but think about it, Frank. Like all the X-Men movies. So yeah. there's 13 X-Men movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, there's six Spider-Man movies that are not in the MCU. Is the Venom series in the Venom is not MCU? Nope, not, not in CU. Oh, okay, yeah. I, need to I need to change my list. Maybe maybe Tom Holland's Spider-Man will you know go back to Sony, but for now, that's not a part of the MCU. But I thought it was interesting. I, I was just doing some research into this stuff, and I was looking like at what the, the top 10 highest-grossing superhero movies of all time. I'm, I'm just going to like throw this out there to y'all. Okay, out of the top 10, how many do you think are MCU movies? I'll say five of them. 
I think all three Avengers movies are for sure. I mm-hmm. think one of the Captain America, one of Soldier movies, one of Soldier, Civil yeah. War. I think those. I think those five. And that, Endgame. I'll be six. I'll say six because I think Captain Marvel's in there too. Brittany, what do you think? I'll Just go guess. with. I'll go with four. And Just George, what's what's your number? Seven. So the answer is eight. Eight, eight of the top ten highest-grossing superhero films are all are MCU. The only wow. ones that the only ones that aren't are the the Incredibles two which is a Disney Pixar movie and Aquaman. So the top 10 goes like this. I mean, the top four are all Avengers films Endgame, infinity war, the Avengers age of Ultron. Number five is black Panther. Number six is Incredibles two iron man. Three is number seven. Captain America civil war is number eight. Aquaman's number nine and Spider-Man far from home is number 10. Iron man. Number three is number seven. Yeah. It's the highest grossing iron man. Even though wow. it's the worst. Yeah. You know, this was like five years in and the MCU was rolling. Or they, you know, it was so popular mm-hmm. that even the quote unquote bad movies are, you know, people are going to see them. All right. I just thought that was really interesting. That just shows how they're like how the dominance in such a short period of time. I think it's astonishing. There's almost nothing in the world that compares to how like dominant the MCU has been. Frank, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say that that's great strategic placement and storylining and like timelining by by Marvel because Captain Marvel is a horrible movie. But when you watch when, when you watch Avengers Infinity War and it leaves the Easter egg of Captain Marvel playing a key role, that drove fans from like, oh shit, let's watch Captain Marvel to see how she's gonna play a role in in Endgame. I, I can't speak to everybody, else, but I was disappointed in that movie. But again, with the storyline and placement of that of, of that movie in the time in the Marvel timeline, I think it drove a lot of fans to watch it. Same, same with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, I didn't give a shit about Ant-Man and the Wasp, but because um, there was clues that some, there, might, there might be, you know, clues in there that could help stop Thanos, I watched it because of that, so. You you like the little girl that plays Scott Lang's daughter, you know, the world's greatest grandma. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But the movie to me was very, I mean, I, it was very unimpressive to me. Yeah. But and, you, know, think, you mentioned think, Captain Marvel. It's number 11 all time for the highest grossing superhero movies. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just great it's it's just a great storyboarding by Marvel to like hey watch this watch this movie this this there could be clues to the grand scheme of things of this of this ten year story arc like it's it's gonna drive fans to watch those movies regardless. Justin, so, you were you were talking about competing movies series with them. What about the Fast and Furious franchise? I feel like they make a fuckload of money. They do, but they're not they're still not close because Fast and Furious has had Fast Nine's coming out, but then you also had the. Uh, the rock movie with uh, Jason Statham. But are they superheroes? And Shaw. Are they classified as superheroes? No, 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 no. I feel, no, I feel that no. they are now. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, they are to us, but as far as like... <laughs> no, 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 speak for yourself, not to me. I've said it before, and you know, this might spoil later on in the show when we talk about religious stuff, but Dom Toretto is my lord and savior. <laughs> he has been for at least a year since I fell in love with the franchise. If you're talking about like franchises comparing the MCU, there's no other movie franchise. And maybe Fast and the Furious. I mean, I, okay, it's probably Star Wars because Star Wars has made yeah, a ton of money. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I forgot. But after that, it's probably Fast and the Furious. You know, wow. and tra- Transformers, those those terrible movies made a lot of money. But no, so Fast and Furious is not considered a superhero film, even though they are superheroes. I want to say Lord of the Rings has to like fall into... yeah. The, yeah, that summer because that those movies made a shit ton of money. But there are like, only three sure. of them, though. But I mean, Lord of the Rings, you only had three. But then if you count The Hobbit, you have six. The Hobbit movies didn't do as well, but they still did, you know, very well yeah. as far as 
against everything else. To get back onto the topic of, of non-MCU Marvel, I just told you the top 10. That did not include, that did not include any non-MCU Marvel movies. There are, however, two non-MCU Marvel movies in the top 20 highest grossing superhero movies of all time. Can y'all name them? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. No, actually, that one didn't no? make very much money. No. What? I know. It, well, because <laughs> it was anime. It actually, like, it's one of the lower, like, grossing movies. What about the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Tobe Maguire? You're getting warmer. I think the third Two, one, three? probably. Yeah, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Spider-Man 3 Ooh. is the highest grossing non- MCU Marvel movie. It, it made eight hundred and ninety million. Wow. Really? Okay. So what? What do you think is the second? Deadpool? Probably one of the X Men movies, if not Deadpool. No. Wolverine. No. Logan. It's in the Spider Man fam- family. No. Never mind. Okay. Venom. Venom. Wow. Venom okay. made eight hundred and fifty six million. So a few weeks ago, I think I said that Venom made a billion. I was wrong about that. So it, it okay. made eight hundred and fifty six million. Still. Well, I, I would take 856 million yeah not a billion then, but hey <laughs> no it's close it's close but, but to be a non-spider-man character in the sony world and spider-verse that's pretty impressive yeah mm-hmm. this is my last thing about the money stuff so i told you earlier about the the mcu movies there's been 23 basically the mcu per film makes at least 982 million per film and obviously oh, wow. All of the Avengers movies made over a billion. If you just take the Avengers by themselves, their four movies, the average per film is 1.9 billion. Damn. That is like nothing on the board is close to that. That's unheard of. We're I in mean, the wrong business, y'all. The <laughs> only thing that might compete with this in the future, and I don't understand why, is if James Cameron ever makes all these Avatar movies that he's been talking about forever, Avatar regained its title as the highest grossing film of all time when they they re-released it i don't know i've never seen the movie they re-released it in china and yeah to get people back in the theater yeah so the mantle was passed from avengers to back to yeah it passed in game i saw that uh, movie once it was way too fucking long and I, i didn't really fucking care yeah it's a movie that obviously a lot of people have seen but i've never heard anyone tell me anything about it or say it was their favorite you know what i mean it's very weird that yeah. like it was just like i've seen the trailer a couple times because it's on disney plus like you can watch it you're not missing out on much i i remember watching it while i was recovering from my my septoplasty i was i was also high on drugs don't remember a whole <laughs> lot of it and by drugs i mean prescription painkillers okay well, we, i'm not we you know. know that we're aware. I didn't know that. So now that I've you know gotten the money stuff out of the way, because let's let's be real, it's all about the cash. So now that y'all kind of have an idea of what we're talking about as far as non MCU Marvel movies, let's get into our top five favorite movies. Who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first. I think should I start for number five? Start for number five, and then work my way up. Yep. Need some climax in this. Come on. <laughs> uh, so number five, I have Deadpool two. I think it was. It was Funny movie. Sequel was pretty funny. Number four, I have Blade. Number three, I have Venom. And I had to edit my list because I did not know that movie was in it. Number two, I have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And number one, I have Deadpool. I have three of those. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear yours then. So my top five, number five is Spider-Man 2. Okay, before the Dark Knight franchise came out, I think Spider-Man 2 was widely thought of as the best superhero film ever. Of the three, Tobey Maguire, it's I think it's by far the best. It's got Doc Ock in it. It's got a really awesome song from Dashboard Confessional. I think the best like superhero like rock song. It's actually a good song. It's not like cheesy. 
if you watch it today, it still holds up. Whereas the first Spider-Man, it's okay. Spider-Man three, I never liked. Anyway, moving on. My number four is Deadpool. I think it's kind of self-explanatory, super funny movie. Number three is Logan. Logan is awesome. Logan's by far the best X-Men Wolverine movie. I mean, without question, the story of the old man, Logan, uh, just it's an awesome movie. My number two is Deadpool 2. I think it's a lot funnier than the, the original, and I thought the original was hilarious. There's so many moments, and I think the opening of Deadpool 2 is maybe the my favorite opening of any movie. Just <laughs> the music choice. He's going to kill himself, and he's he's got the, the Wolverine, the Logan doll, and he's got the doll stabbed or whatever, and he's like, you, you died, now I'm going to die. Like, I don't know. It's so funny with that air supply song playing in the background. It's so perfect. And then my number one, and I think this is pretty easy. It's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which nice. is the best Spider-Man movie. I mean, I think everyone should see this movie, whether you like Spider-Man, whether you like superheroes because of how it looks like the design. And the, I mean, it's like a, it's like a comic book come to life. And I think that if every animated show or movie was made like this, I think animate, I think you, you could just make animated movies. Like you wouldn't even have to worry about live action. I think this would make, it's, it's just such a great story. First of all, cause you have all these Spider-Man, you obviously had Miles Morales. It's just super fun. It's, it's funny. It's got, it's got something for everybody. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. But as I mentioned earlier, it did not make a lot of money, but I think because of the animated thing. It just didn't make make what you think it should make. Let's go to Frank. What's your top five? I don't know how, I don't know how the fuck Blade was not rated R. Blade, was Blade PG-13 back in, in the 90s? That shit was graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up while we're talking here. All right. But um, as far as my top five, so start number five, I got to go with Blade. Um, okay. At the time, Wesley Snipes could not be touched. He had just done Passenger 57. It was great at all. Man. Like, he was like literally like, one of the hottest stars in, in Hollywood. So it was a perfect casting. Um, I thought the fight scenes, but that time was just legit. And he was a he was a legit martial artist too. So he he just brought his skill set to the movies, and it was just man, I loved it. I love how badass he was. Like that, I might have been like thirteen when that movie came out. Man, it was just like that was my shit. And um, I actually had the blade haircut too. And oh my god! I, I got the exact <laughs> blade haircut that he had. Um, four is Deadpool two. Ryan Reynolds man is like my. That guy is like one of the funniest guys on the planet. I, he needs to do comedy. He needs to be a comedian. Like that guy is, he brings a comedic aspect to superhero to super, uh, superhero movies that I just never seen before. Um, like Justin said, the opening scene to that was just dope as shit. Um, the action is great. Our couple between him and Josh Brolin's cable was, was perfect for that movie. That's number four on my list. Number three is the first Deadpool. Again, that movie broke down barriers for underrated superhero movies how graphic and how how just crazy it was with the action as well. Two, I have Logan. Uh, Logan, by far, that's that's easily, that's easily, um, what's the character's name? What's the actor's name again that plays Logan? Hugh Jackman. To me, that was his best role. Like, I actually shed a tear when he died at the end of the movie, spoiler alert. Like, that was, yeah. like- it's Pretty sad. Yeah. It's great that ending for him. Um, after 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 these thirteen moves that he did playing Wolverine for seventeen years, I thought that was perfect closure for that character. Um, I thought that the young girl that played X twenty three was great as well. You know, I, I really hope there's rumors for years that they may do a, a spinoff X twenty three spinoff. I hope they do, but that was that. I, I I thought that was a, a great movie. And last but not least, the Spider Man into the Multiverse. Again, I I I felt like 
and it was it was it was paying homage to the um whichever Spider-Man Peter Parker I can't remember I can't remember the comic book but it paid homage to that comic book and then brought it brought in Miles Morales um back like 10 years ago and he's been a fan favorite so it's fun to see him go from 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 comic book strip to to film even though it's animated was a great great adaptation of that character I hope that they bring that to the act to actual life and yeah, that's my top five. And by the way, Blade was R-rated. Yeah, you're okay. right. So yeah, because like this, this slicing and hitting people and all that kind of like, man, that was, that was a graphic movie. Yes, it was. Okay, so Brittany, best for last. Let us know <laughs> your top five. I'm a little ashamed to say number five, but for the time that it was, and to see like a female, you know, be like this kind of badass superhero is Electra. Actually, I mean, I really did enjoy that movie, <laughs> as horrible as it is. Oh my gosh, um, it's bad. Let me just say Jennifer, that. Jennifer Gardner, right? Yes, Jennifer Gardner, which, who who was married to Ben Affleck, you know, which was did, so did they weird. Meet, did they meet making those movies? You know, I don't remember, actually. I'll have to go look into that myself. It was a complete, like, critical and commercial failure. Like, let's just call it what it is. It's, it's a bad movie, but I, what, it came out, came out in 2005 or something like that. So I was yeah. like, I don't know, 16 give or take and I don't know I thought it was just kind of cool to see like a woman in this role and she's kind of a badass and that to me was just kind of neat that's why when seeing Captain Marvel uh recently which is kind of a letdown I'm like well you're supposed to be kind of cool but you're not that's just casting issues not the character itself right. but anyway so yeah um I'm gonna go with Electra as my number five my number four um will be Blade I'm not really into like you know vampire movies in general but I think Frank just said it well about Wesley Snipes, the fact that he himself is a, is a martial artist and, and he delivered in his performance uh, as Blade. And I'm so excited to see Mahershala Ali uh, be Blade in, in the future because that's just going to be fucking phenomenal and epic to the highest degree. So, yeah. And the very fact that, too, with um, I can't remember which Blade movie it was. Y'all you have to tell me. Ryan Reynolds wasn't one of the Blade movies, too. Yeah, he so was in the, the third yeah. one. The third yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So so I thought that was kind of cool. The fact that, you know, Ryan Reynolds, you know, would eventually, you know, be part of this universe in his own leading role as Deadpool. So, um, yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, Wolverine is near and dear to my heart. Um, so Logan will be uh, number three for me. You guys have already talked about it. I love Hugh Jackman. I love the, the conclusion of this storyline because we did have, you know, Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins, Origins, Wolverine, and then the Wolverine. Right. So I think the fact that Hugh Jackman, if I'm not mistaken, he's probably like the only actor, if not one of the only actors that has played a role consistently for like the last, I don't know, 20 years or something like that. Yeah. I think so, with uh, Professor Xavier, uh, Patrick Stewart, or they might be, they might be close. They might be close, but I, I think in terms of like a super or action figure kind of thing, I think he's like the, the guy, if not one of the guys. And when I went to see Hugh Jackman in his one, uh, one man show, if you will, by the way, he's a phenomenal singer, dancer, actor you know what have you but he talked about he almost lost out on the wolverine role after he had already earned it because while they were filming the first uh, x-men movie he just wasn't delivering and and the, one of the producers came up to him saying like hey listen if if you don't you know 
if you don't perform, like we're gonna have to cut you. And you're talking about like this young man, you know, he's, I don't think either in his late twenties or early thirties or something like that. You know, the idea that your first big break in, you know, US cinematic, you know, filming industry, and you're gonna lose it, lose it because you can't deliver, come on. So I'm very glad that, you know, they did cast him as, as a Wolverine. Damn, he's hot. But um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and the rest are actually going to be just X-Men movies because I, I or X-Men franchise movies. Number two for me is going to be uh, Deadpool. What can I say that you guys have haven't already talked about? Ryan Reynolds is just hilarious. And again, the fact that he had been introduced into the Marvel Universe already with what with Blade and then also in uh, is it the Wolverine or is it Wolverine Origins as Wade Wilson, you know, Origins, Deadpool. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you, you, it's just kind of funny how we keep seeing Ryan, Ryan Reynolds pop up into this universe. So he's meant to be there, you know, and the fact that he's Deadpool, he, he just really, he, he pushes the envelope. Is that the expression? And just keeps delivering and yeah, he's great. But my number one, my number one for me is going to be the first x-men just because of the fact that it was something you know having grown up in the 90s and watching the animated series x-men it, it it to see it come into like a real life action movie was really cool i think the casting was done very well and i re-watched re the first two recently and to see like you know sir ian mckellen and sir patrick stewart just how much younger they were and it's like oh my god this is insane and also knowing that Ian McKellen was doing or about to start filming Lord of the Rings at the same time. So man was busy, right? I just, I love the movie. I love the movie. I love that we've got Ray Parks in it as Toad who also played uh, Darth Maul in episode one of Star Wars. A lot of people don't realize that that's him, but I don't know. I just enjoy X-Men. It was like the reason I fell in love with Marvel, if you will. And that's why it's number one in my heart. The fact that Ian McKellen is still alive is impressive to me. That, was, that movie came out 21 years ago. Shout yes. out to Ian McKellen, man, and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, so good list. I think everyone mentioned movies that I think we all like or enjoy. No one had like a crazy Fantastic Four kind of pick or something. I came close. I said Electra, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's true. You, yeah, you did. You had Electra. Okay, yeah. Electra's I think, not. I think if I said Ghost Rider, I think people would like come at me and be like, what the hell are you talking about? I unfortunately did see that in theaters with my then high school boyfriend. Man of the bad movie. I've seen that one. I've not seen the second one. The second Ghost Rider. I haven't seen the second one either. So I I, I'm going to save it. I think it's like a fine wine. Maybe like in 30 years. <laughs> if I can, I'm not. I mean, I think this does fall under Marvel. If I read this correctly, but honorable mention is an animated movie. It's not the one that y'all are talking about. The Spideyverse or whatever the fuck it's called. It's a Big Hero Six. It's an animated movie set in like San Fran, Tokyo. It's like this kind of futuristic thing, but Baymax is just an adorable character and Hero is, you know, just a kid that I think a lot of people can kind of relate to, even though he's fucking brilliant, which I'm not, so I can't relate to that. But anyway, um, that's an honorable mention for me, just like a Venom would be for, you know, like everyone else. <laughs> I thought that was the Disney property. It is a Hero. Disney property, um, but that's why I said honorable mention because I mean, it, there's real no direct connection to like the MCU 
like there's not a mention about like Avengers or, or anything like yeah. that, but it is, it does fall under a, a Marvel property. I didn't see it listed, but like I said, I, I'm, I'm removing everything that isn't like superhero, like definite Marvel superhero kind of in the comics or some kind of like, you know, superhero tie in, which obviously big hero six is a superhero, but not in the Marvel universe, I guess you could say. Now that we talked about the movies, what about like other Marvel properties, whether it be cartoons, animated shows, or TV series? Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. The Netflix yeah. series, yeah. Yeah, that, that's just, in the Netflix, you know, I guess it was a Netflix universe before they came to, to Disney Marvel, but Charlie Cox is Daredevil, man. He kills it. Like he, he brings a, a different dynamic to the character that Ben Affleck didn't do. Um, it's more serious. It's uh, very dark. If I could equate New York violence, like the, the realism of New York violence, it, it's Daredevil. Like they they cover Hell's Kitchen like like it's real life. It's really really it's really really great. The the, the writing of those the storyline and story arcs of those characters are just exquisite. Kingpin is my favorite Marvel villain now of all time. It's, it's not even close. Like he's Baelish, but more violent. <laughs> it's very calculated, very sadistic. And it's, yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a, a well-written show. And I, and I hope, I pray the rumors are true. I hope that he's a lawyer in his new Spider-Man movie. I, I, I need to, I need to bring, bring on that character into the Spider-Man um, universe. Yeah. It would make sense because in the comics, you know, obviously, Spider-Man and Daredevil are in New York and they have kind of a, a friendship. So that would make sense. Is it a part of the MCU though? Cause they kind of mention like what happens in New York. They don't really mention the Avengers, but they mention what happens. They do, but technically they're not a part of the MCU. Like not, not like even okay. agents of shield is not a part of the MCU. Yeah, but Nick, just... Fury, when Nick Fury shows up in season one, which is so weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he shows up in like three episodes in season one. And then like, one of the episodes of, of Marvel Agents of Shield flows into Captain America Winter Soldier. It's, it flows into the um, right. the trailer of like of when Nick Fury gets gets attacked by uh, by a Hydra. It's it's crazy how that's not Marvel it's MCU. Uh, it makes no sense. It makes well, and and Austin literally left it when he died. He or we thought he died. He literally shows up back to life in in, in AOS. So it's just, I don't know how that's not Marvel MCU property. Hmm. And they mentioned Thanos. They mentioned when Thanos lands in the finale of season five. It's like, what the fuck? Why right. not include these guys? But yeah. Yeah. Another show that I like was Luke Cage. Okay. That, that first season was really good. Uh, Brittany, any other Mar non-MCU Marvel projects you want to talk about? Not in the sense that I liked it, but the one that I watched that I wanted to like, but it just was a bust, was Iron Fist. And... You know, I, I was hoping just because of the fact that we had a couple of uh, Game of Thrones characters that were kind of cool in their own right while on Game of Thrones. And, and because now you're seeing them from Game of Thrones into this Marvel universe, if you will, uh, it just didn't work out. It, the storyline was just like dragged out. And I mean, I watched all of season one for Iron Fist and I was like, OK, cool, like it wasn't the best, but then with season two, I couldn't even get through the first episode of season two. Like that's just how bad it was. And, but I haven't checked out the ones that, that Frank and George were talking about with Daredevil or Punisher or was it Luke Cage or uh, Jessica Jones is another one. I think that is another property that I haven't checked out. I, I, I 
I don't really watch a lot of TV shows. I think I've, I've talked about this before. Like I kind of, I kind of stick with what I know and I, you know, follow it to the very end. I'm more of a movie watcher than anything. So that's why I haven't checked out any of these like Marvel properties. Um, I've seen most of the first season of Daredevil. I really like it. And I think it, it was the first series on Netflix. So if you, if you want to watch all of them in order, you start with Daredevil season one. So I think I'm like nine or 10 episodes into it. Eventually, I'm going to watch all these shows. So I'm sure that, you know, Daredevil, the first seasons so far is really good. I've heard it. I've heard it's great all three seasons. I've heard the Punisher is really good. Jessica Jones is pretty good. I've heard Luke Cage. The only one that I heard that wasn't that great was what you just said, Iron Fist. I'd also no, don't, like, don't don't get to Iron Fist. I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> well, but if I'm going to watch all of them, I, I might as well don't watch it. do it. <laughs> Brady, let me step in real quick. If you like Electra, you're, I think you'll love... The Daredevil uh, version of Electra in, in, in the in the series, yeah, she's, she's exquisite. She's great. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. I just like I said, I'm not much of like a TV TV show watcher. Like I haven't even checked out Agents of Shield, and I know that had been out for a, a while. So, but yeah, but Defenders was good too. It started out kind of slow, but the action was pretty dope. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Like I said, I'll I'll, I'll give it a chance at at some point, but. I, I like movies like just give it to me all in like kind of one story and you know if you do a sequel great but like just I want it all at once. <laughs> so yeah the Netflix shows I'm going to get around to watching at some point but the one thing I do want to shout out this week and I mentioned it last week you can probably tell from my background it's Modoc. it's on Hulu it's a 10 episode season all the episodes are about 25 minutes long. I recently finished the whole season and it's uh it's really funny it's like it's silly funny it's my kind of humor Patton oswalt plays modok which uh, stands for mental organism designed only for killing you know, john ham is on it he plays iron man you've got wonder man the, which a, a character i wasn't familiar with but he's he's also an avenger nathan fillion does his voice and he's pretty funny it's kind of like a family comedy but it is like tvma it's it's made by the robot chicken guys so it's got that look, the stop motion animation. I mean, it's like a joke a minute. It's like there's tons of jokes. Like it's almost like rapid fire, like almost too many jokes because then you kind of you have to process everything. But uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Hopefully there's going to be a season two. It did a lot of cool stuff. I don't want to spoil it. Like there's a couple things I want to talk about, but I don't want to spoil it in case y'all do watch it because there's some really cool stuff like in the last couple episodes. So uh, anyway, Modoc, it's worth checking out. The future is Modoc. He he said he uses Modoc like in the third person a lot. I mean, I made a damn background for it. So obviously I like it. You know what I mean? So there was some casting news this week that kind of ties in with our topic. They're going to make a Craven the Hunter movie. and It's a Spider-Man villain. Craven the Hunter is going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was Quicksilver in uh, the MCU, but he wasn't Quicksilver in WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is his re revenge ploy against, Mar against the MCU. He's like, okay, well, I'll go to Sony and I'll be Craven the Hunter. He better get beefed up for that role, man. Craven, I know it's a Craven's a fucking savage, like a literal savage, like he's right. a barbarian looking guy. So he's, he's gonna put on weight for that role or a bodysuit. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> I think maybe me and you are the only ones who know about the character. What what else can you tell us about Craven the Hunter? So from the comic books, Craven he was a scientist and like he he drank and like like a serum to like mimic like all the predators in like the jungle. He, he uses that serum to like, to like defeat Spider-Man and like fight Spider-Man, things of that nature. He, he's, he's one of the Spider-Man, one, one, one of the more popular villains. But yeah, like he, 
he's he, he's a formidable opponent. I, I want to see how he plays out in the in the in the Sony Spideyverse universe. I know a couple years ago, because after after the, the success of Venom, I saw a lot of news a couple years ago, like of Craven, and then they're talking about doing a Spider Woman ser- uh, movie as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Went through, and then like a Black Cat, and so I don't know. I don't, I don't know if all those some plans, but uh, I, I assume if, if the Venom and Carnage movie says, which I, I'm sure it would be, it's going it's only going to increase this Spider Universe more. Yeah, and Mor- Morbius is coming out too. Morbius yeah. is also a sp- yeah. yeah. It was coming out last year, right? Yeah, but it, now it's moved to 2022. Yeah, so um, and and that's that's, that's another great Spider Man villain too. So. It's, it's, it's interesting to keep on creating all these different Spider-Man characters and Spider-Man is not in the center of this, is not in the center of this universe. So I find that really interesting. <laughs> but I think he will be at some point. I mean, it's, he's, he's got to be. You know, if yeah. you do the Sinister Six, you've got to have Spider-Man to, to fight them. There's some delays in the MCU movie schedule. In correlation with one of the movies that's been delayed, there was also another article about one of the characters is going to change in that movie so justin you can go ahead and and share yeah i mean the the basic gist is okay so there's going to be four marvel movies this year or four mcu movies there's going to be four in 2022 but in 2023 there's going to be five so three of the spots are are spoken for it's like guardians three it's all these movies we've heard about and the two open spots they are the two spots they added people are speculating it could be blade it could be Fantastic Four or it could be a, another like Young Avengers or something. And people are saying they think it might be an Avengers type film. So there, there really wasn't a whole lot of like news to it, but it was just kind of interesting that they've, they've blocked out five spot or five movie dates for movies and they've only confirmed three of the spots, meaning there's yeah. two that are out there that, that could be anything. Well, and then what I did want to say was that Sharon Carter, you know, as we saw her in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that her character supposedly is going to change in the upcoming Captain America movie that will have Sam Wilson as Captain America. Um, And that's due to fans, um, a lot of fan feedback. So that's going to be interesting to see how she, you know, her character development goes when we do finally get the next Captain America movie. And that could be a 2023 movie also. That's one of the mm-hmm. options too. So, and, and that might, honestly, that might make the most sense because you don't want to go too far. Like you introduce Sam Wilson as Captain America in 2021 in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. Maybe you don't want to wait four or five years to have his first movie. Maybe you want to try to get it. I mean, 2023 is probably the earliest they can probably do it anyway, just because everything else they're doing. And I'm sure, you know, uh, Anthony Mackie's pretty busy. He's, He's on a ton of stuff. One of those spots might be Captain America 4. So transitioning from Marvel over to our favorite DC, or maybe just my favorite. Not, not really my favorite. Frank, have you, are you caught up on uh, Superman and Lois? I am not. I've been, I've been watching Gangs of London lately, so I'm not caught up just okay. yet. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. It's my favorite show of 2021, like of superhero shows. It's really good. This last episode, there's a big character reveal. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything. It's, just, it's a character who we thought was someone else. It was another character that I did not expect was going to be in this Superman story. This show is well done. These people like, is I know it it's Martha? CW. It's not Martha. That's your joke every week. As I explained last week, Martha Kent dies in the first episode of Superman mm-hmm. and Lois. But, so but RIP. Somebody that we thought that, what? Okay, sorry. I'm done. 
Okay, Batman versus Superman ruined that name forever. Let's no, no, no disrespect to anyone who is named Martha out there. Exactly. Just saying. Or no disrespect to Martha Wayne or Martha Kent, who are fictional people, like perfectly fine characters. They had the first, the you know, their the, the first name was the same because back then there was like seven names. Okay, whenever they named this character. No, but okay. Sur- Superman and Lois is so good. It's like surprising how good it is and how much I enjoy it every week. And yeah, I think it's better than I think it's better than WandaVision. I think it's better than Falcon Winter Soldier. I mean, I just watched Modoc. I like Modoc, but it's better than Modoc. Like I think it's a I mean, of course I'm a Superman fan, so you know, biased, but the bar for Superman, it's obviously not a bar that a lot of people can, you know, get over with Superman. It's a hard character to bring to a live action. My recommendation as it is every week is to watch Superman and Lois on the CW. I'm going to finish it this week. I'm going to catch up this week. So by next Tuesday, I have I have my full. I think I'm like four episodes behind, so I have my full. Um, okay. On that so far, I think you'll like it. It's pretty pretty cool stuff. Oh, I, I like it already. I think it's really yeah. good. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a damn good show. It, it kept it kept me it kept me in tune. Like I, I thought that, like I said that I mean we said it before, but like it's it's a different take on Superman as a father, as a you know balancing you know being a superhero to the to the world and, and while being a father and wife and husband into his family. It's, it's, it's a, it's a good, good viewpoint of this character that it definitely caught my interest. I think this guy is the best Superman I've ever seen. He's really good. Like he's really, he plays Superman and Clark both equally well. Yeah. It's just cool. Like I've, I've wanted a a good Superman show for so long, ever since Smallville kind of ended, like there's been nothing and the movie stuff wasn't very good. So, uh, like if if Henry Cavill doesn't re- reprise his role and he takes over, I'll be fi- I'll be happy with that. I mean, you have you have to change up the storyline a little bit or you do a multiverse, but he's really he's a good actor and yeah. he's like thirty three years old, so he he can play the, the role for another ten years. Yeah, more. and he's already he's playing an older Superman anyway. Like he's playing like a Superman who's like in his late thirties or forties. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. This week's episode, like the reveal, was like a character that I never thought would be on TV. And it's a Superman character that came to prominence in the 90s. Not, not a huge character, but this character got a solo film in the 90s. A very weird solo film. So uh, anyway, that's, that's my last tease. We got something this week that we've never received ever. We got a request on YouTube. The person's name is Man of Goodwill. Ask us to react to the Lady of Heaven trailer. Let me give you a little uh, a background on the Lady of Heaven, which I was not familiar with at all. I'm just going to read straight from the Lady of Heaven website. The story, it's a heart-wrenching journey of Lady Fatima, the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad. Separated by 1,400 years, an Iraqi child in the midst of a war-torn country learns the importance of power and patience. After losing his mother, the child finds himself in a new home where a loving grandmother narrates the historical story of the Lady of Heaven and how her suffering has the first victim of terrorism spun out of control in the 21st century. We watched the trailer the trailer has a lot of views. There's a lot of people that are commenting on this uh, film. George, what'd you think about the lady of heaven? I was surprised it had so many like millions of views, which is crazy. Like I never heard of it never even saw anything about it, but I, the trailer was good. I didn't, didn't have anything like bad to say. I'm kind of confused. I'm not really sure what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I guess you'd have to move it, watch the movie to find out, but the trailer looked good. So I wasn't mad at it. Brittany, what'd you think about it? Cinematically, I thought it was shot very well and, you know, blending the two stories of, you know, what's happening current day and then taking it back 1400 years ago, of course, to try to 
convey the message. I'm not completely familiar with the story at all. I mean, I, I do know of the Prophet Muhammad. I don't know anything beyond, you know, who he is. The reason why we haven't really heard of it or let alone checked it out is just, it, it's one of those like probably more indie kind of international like type audience. And so it's not going to probably be that that mainstream. So, but in, in its own respect, I think it's a, a positive message that they're trying to convey, especially during these, you know, difficult times for, for everyone, not just because of the pandemic, but, you know, different people of different groups obviously face adversity. And it's, it's a message that I think all of us could learn something from it and, and take away from it. So, yeah, like I said, cinematically, it looks great. Um, I do, I do want to say that I, I swear I heard Amelia Clark voice something. It, it, whoever, it does sound like her voice. Yeah, does you're it right. Not it does not sound like Amelia Clark. Like I'm like, oh my god, did they get Daenerys Targaryen in in this movie? Which you know would be really bad choice. But I swear, like the narration, it sounded just like her. But yeah, no, I like I said, I think ultimately it's it's a, a positive message to share with everyone during difficult times, and I think. Justin, if I'm not mistaken, this this movie doesn't have a release date um, as of recording. Yeah, that's the interesting part about the movie because when I had never heard of it until I saw the YouTube comment, it was supposed to be released uh, January 1st of this year, but it was delayed because of the pandemic. As of right now, I don't see a release date. I'm on, I've been on the website a little bit looking, and I don't see the release date. So it's right. it's you know it's which is kind of strange because you know now we're almost halfway through. Well, now we're halfway through 2021. And obviously there is, there is somewhat of a demand for this movie. So, cause I mean, there are a lot of reaction videos online. Maybe it's going to drop on HBO max. I don't know. <laughs> Frank, what was your uh, reaction to the trailer? I don't have much background on Prophet Muhammad as well. Um, but like watching the trailer. Uh, so from my understanding, this Fatima woman was killed in the trailer and, but she's a, she's a distant relative of the Prophet Muhammad, correct? So I think according to the trailer, she was a daughter of the Prophet Muhammad. And when he died, she was going to take on the lead of stepping into her father's footsteps. And, and because of the era that this takes place and the fact that she's a woman, you know, even in many countries today that women are not held to the same regard as, as men. And I think in certain religions, that's still true today. So just the idea of having a woman lead, you know, a group of people based on like religious beliefs or not, um, that was just something completely unheard of. And, and people took it upon themselves, I guess, to assassinate her. So that's, that's kind of what I got from the trailer. I could be 100% wrong. And please, you know, let us know in the comments what your feedback is on this trailer. If, you know, we understand the the plot line, the story of this movie, um, we'd like to hear your thoughts. But yeah, Frank, I think that's pretty much the premise of this movie. Yeah, so, I mean, cinematic wise, I thought it was shot brilliantly. It, it's, I mean, uh, there was a line in there, there was a voiceover talking about how the violent nature of men. For it to convey that, I think, for that line to be said, I think it's fitting to see something from a woman's point of view. You know, women, guys have been leaving this world for what, eons, and it's been the same shit when it comes to war, destruction, you know, rape, despair, all, mm -hmm. all of that. So they have this symbol of hope in the movie um, of, this, of this entity 
you know, in this, in this, in this realm, I think will give a lot of people hope, especially, you know, young, young, inspired women who inspired to do great things in this life. So, uh, I mean, from what I mean, it's not my type of movie because I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm very ignorant to religious faith when it comes to the Prophet Muhammad and in that realm. But I, I think it could, it could inspire a lot of people to, to want to do great things for sure. So. And on that note, uh, you talking about just the inspirational message, you know, especially for women um, with this, it kind of reminds me of back when the, the Da Vinci Code was about to come out and, and the plot twist that that movie had of Christ Church, you know, was to be led by a woman. And, and you see that that caused a lot of controversy, you know, among, amongst audiences and, you know, especially those uh, who are, you know, extremely religious or, or not, you know, to me, as I grew up, you know, as in a religious household, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool, like to the idea that, you know, women have a, a bigger place or a bigger purpose than just, you know, uh, being a wife and a mother and, you know, that kind of thing, like the idea that they can step into this role and lead and, and, and continue, you know, God's work, if that's the direction you want to take it to. I think that's just incredibly empowering and, and, you know, especially for today's, you know, day and age, there's so many, so many groups just want to take down other people. And I think we just need to, you know, find it within ourselves to just power on, you know, em empower each other, you know, at the end of the day, just be a good person. Like that's really all that I, <laughs> I kind of relate all this to just be a good person. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, this, this saying is, has been used and, in, in weird and very insensitive ways, but in this in this standpoint, in the context of this conversation, all lives do matter. You know, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're whether you're you know you know Mormon, Catholic. You know, I, I think it's very important to respect each other's you know beliefs. And for those who don't have any, like that's that's fine. Like like I said, at the end of the day, just be a good person. You know, do good things. It doesn't matter if there's like if you believe in a higher power or not. Like just be a good person. <laughs> Say any better myself. I, I will say, um, I mean, you know, if, if you've listened or watched our show, you you kind of know my view. I, religious content's not my thing, so. But I will say that the production value, as as we've all said, it, the, it does look very impressive. And I thought this was very interesting. I was looking at the the website for the for the film, and there's a review on there, and the the person says it's Lawrence of Arabia meets Game of Thrones. So. Ooh. That sounds interesting, you know. That does. Nothing else. Anyway, uh, thank you to uh, Man of Goodwill for the request. If uh, if if you have other requests or any other listener viewer has a request, something you'd like for us to talk about, please uh, let us know in the comments below. We'll be happy to accommodate that. Because clearly, we do take requests. <laughs> we do, and we play the hits. We play the hits. The top forty stuff. That's us. But no, guys, I, uh, that's pretty much all I had. Do you, is there anything else you all want to discuss? I am sad to say, Frank, I did not get a chance to watch Gangs of London. I, I know I said I was going to before today's recording, but I just didn't get that opportunity. I, I do have it pegged. I do have it on my watch list. I'm going to check it out as soon as humanly possible because the way that you talk about this show just it makes me want to watch it and i know you said it had what was the percentage on rotten tomatoes i i, I just viewed it this morning because i because because like just watching i'm like this has to be a great show and i viewed it this morning it says 91 percent on, on rotten tomatoes so it's going to be amc's 
uh, it, it's already, it already got, it already got uh, renewed for season two, halfway through season hey, one. It's gonna nice. be, it's gonna carry AMC into the into the future, um, uh, as far as their shows on Sunday nights. But like I said, man, I watched episode five last night, and there was some like red wedding type shit that happened in the episode that had me like, what the fuck just happened? Like, of course, because Michelle Fairley is in it, and she was, you know, uh, Catelyn Stark at the red wedding. I'm pretty sure it's her. Wherever I, I, she goes, the red wedding follows. I will say this: there was there was there was an action scene with an axe that I've never seen. Like it was by far as as far as axe scenes go, that was the best axe scene I've ever seen in my life. The, the way the guy was using that axe, bruh, shit was cold. Okay, I, I have a question. Did you see John Wick three? I have. It's okay. It's it surpasses that axe scene. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, I, I gotta check out the show because that if, that axe scene in John Wick three was sick. You know what though? What if in the next axe scene the guy's awesome, but he also has axe body spray? <laughs> <laughs> well, that are you topic? are you are you going to ask him that question? I might. I might, it, I don't it's, know. It's really, it's really good. I mean, if y'all want to do a viewing party with the crib, man, I, I got to check. I know about you on AMC. I'm, I'm, I'm down to do a viewing party on a Saturday, man, just to, just, just to knock it out, man. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great fucking show. I, I'll I, bring the wine. Let's do it. Yeah, I, there's, not, there's not too many shows that I will like stand on top of the table for. This is, the, this is the show I'm doing that for. I'm campaigning. I am campaigning. Got to watch this, this beautiful project. I'm pretty sure if you drink enough wine, you'll stand on top of tables. Just saying. If I drink no wine, I do a lot of things. I'm, I don't only do so. Okay, and. noted. Yeah, so that's like one show for sure. I I want to watch. I do eventually want to watch Modoc, um, because I know Justin has said a lot of good things about it. I, for one, am not all into Superman um, like some of these other guys are. But yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna travel down that road but justin i will say Fine. your your review on uh this new superman show i shared it with my brother and he had messaged me like i don't know the day or two after and he's like wow he's like this show is amazing he's like great call on it so to those who are superman fans out there like you need to go check out what is it called um lois superman Clark and lois superman and lois okay yeah if you still watch tv like as it airs, it airs on Tuesday nights on CW, 8 p.m. Central Time. But but when the season ends, it'll be on HBO Max. Okay, all right. The whole season will be on there. So it's it's one of those weird contractual things like, you know, even though all these companies are basically owned by the same company, they have all these you know different agreements with, with content. So I will just put my little Handmaid's Tale plug in. The latest episode will air uh tonight at time of recording at 11 p.m and i will be doing my solo podcast audio only so you can find it on google podcasts apple podcasts and spotify or wherever else you listen to your audio podcasts so be on the lookout for my latest recap of the handmaid's tale because after last week's episode it has to get so good and like so much shit's gonna go down i'm glad there's season finally picked up because for me it started off a little slow but now we're getting to a point it's like oh they done fucked up so um <laughs> yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this uh, new episode of the handmaid's tale george what about you what have you been watching or what are you looking forward to or what's going on mm, i haven't been watching anything i started watching invincible again okay 
because Anna Anna didn't really pay attention to it, so we just started okay. watching that again. That's cool. Yeah, that's a really good show. You know what? I you know what? Okay, so I I was I kind of forgot about Invincible. I guess I'll say that it, it's like my co favorite show with Superman and Lois because Invincible is really good. I don't know. It kind of like came out of nowhere for me, and then like I not that I forgot about it, but I just haven't thought about it lately. So yeah, yeah that's that's a really good call. I kind of want to do a rewatch of The Boys. I miss The Boys. I miss you boys, but you know, I miss the boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean the boys, I don't know that we're going to get, I get, think it'll be maybe Next holidays year. or so. Maybe oh. if, if it's this year at all, I'm not sure, but I, I think they have wrapped all the filming for season mm-hmm. three. There's a lot of stuff. Hopefully that comes back soon. I hope succession comes back. Is that that right there? That's the best show on TV. In my opinion. Yep. Uh, I did see on their Twitter from the the boys' official Twitter that they said Happy Memorial Day to everyone except Homelander. So that was I don't know yeah. that just that kind of made me want to like oh man I gotta I, I want to rewatch this show because just Homelander is just so fucking ridiculous you know and and everything else that has gone on this past season was just yeah ridiculous and there's a that boys spinoff where it's like a college yeah. age boys academy like a training academy like the X Men <laughs> or something that yeah that's apparently coming at some point i don't know probably early next year so nice. mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff lucifer season six comes out this summer too netflix yeah netflix that's that's a dc property as well yeah mm-hmm. i know that so i'm a big fan of lucifer uh i'm not demonic i just show so <laughs> i think there's new episodes already frank i just i saw a banner on on netflix it said new episodes i never i never watched the show what the fuck out of here are you, are you serious I don't know. I saw, I saw something about it. It might have been a trailer or something. I don't know. It was on Netflix though, on the home screen. I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been waiting since last year, but I think it was it on the CW. Where was it? But it's no it longer on, on. I think it's a Fox show. It was on Fox. Yeah. It was on Fox. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a weird thing because like it had a it had a following, but Fox right. it. like they didn't want they didn't they canceled the show and. Fans, including myself, we you know we rioted and we petitioned and I, I signed a petition online, and like uh, <laughs> and Netflix, uh, Peep Game, they picked they picked up season I think five and six. So I am going to confirm George's sightings of new episodes on Lucifer on Netflix for season five. So new episodes beginning with episode nine all the way to episode 16. So I'm sorry, Justin, I won't be watching Superman and <laughs> I'm going oh, to Lucifer and Gangs of London. And I will resume next week on Superman. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Cause Superman, I think it's on episode, I think tonight will be episode seven or eight. I'm having a hard time keeping track because of the huge, they did like five mm-hmm. episodes and they had that huge delay because of COVID. I mean, you know, it's only like a 45 minute kind of show, so you can fly through it. It's not, you know. So Frank, you're not religious nor demonic, <laughs> but you're into Lucifer. Yes. Okay. Uh, but, Noted. You know, I think we had we should note that like before Frank had that background, he had scrawled six 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 behind him and we told him to like <laughs> and I, you know, I have no problem with that, honestly, but you know, just <laughs> We might have sponsors one day. So, you know, oh if they look back God. at our content, they may not appreciate the number of the beasts like some of us do. So Frank will have a report for next week's episode. In addition to Loki, <laughs> Frank will have a Lucifer season, season five or season six? Season five. Season five report. Okay. My, my apologies. I said the wrong season. Very cool. The first half of season five came out last year. And then they, they uh, it was missing the finale. 
Okay. And I thought it was season six, but it's still season five. They might have been cut short because of COVID, I bet. Yeah, probably so. Maybe so. Uh, yeah, next week we're going to talk about Loki a lot because it debuts June 9th. I want to just give y'all a quick little preview of what our Watchers logo is going to look like for Loki. So Ooh. you guys let's, ready for that? This is exclusive to those checking out our YouTube channel. Um, if you do want to check it out, be sure to head over to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you can see what I'm about to show my fellow watchers. So this is what I've got going on Ooh, for very cool. Nice. So, yeah. Like yeah. It. Yeah, man. I'm like excited. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> we need merch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. There's your very little cool. sneak, sneak preak, sneak preak. What? Sneak yeah. peek <laughs> of the watchers logo getting ready for loki i'm so excited very cool so so P Brittany, people can find that obviously on our youtube channel but they're also going to be able to find us on social media you'll, you'll have the logo out there oh how for can sure people, how can people find us on social media search the watchers in the basement on facebook twitter and instagram and keep an eye out for that new artwork change across all those platforms and be sure to once again subscribe to our youtube channel hit that notification bell and leave a like and a comment on all of our videos we'd really appreciate it as we did mention earlier we do take requests if you want us to review something be it a trailer a movie tv show can't promise anything and everything just because you know we're limited as to what we can and can access we don't all have you know the same streaming platform. we will do our best i will say that there you go we'll do our best I'll also, if you're not into video podcasts, that is totally cool. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more thanks to Anchor.fm, where they make it super easy for you to start a podcast. Get the word out there about the Watchers in the Basement because we are a small podcast, but we are a proud one. So also don't forget to use hashtag WatchersBasement when sharing this pod, this channel, et cetera, on those platforms once again facebook twitter and instagram and don't forget to like us and leave a comment and subscribe thank you Brittany. so for uh britney for frank for george this is justin saying we'll see you next week when we're talking about the god of mischief loki bye-bye yes. see ya